Mortgage Women Magazine. It's where women's voices are heard. Find it free at www.mortgagewomenmagazine.com. Borrower. And so if we start saying, hey, we're not going to take FHA financing, we're not going to work with people, you know, indiscriminately, they're redlining, you know, they're they're basically just. This is Gated Communities, where we talk about everything you're not supposed to talk about in the mortgage industry. FHA loans are a great option for first-time buyers or for those with low to median income. Given the fact home prices have risen rapidly over the past few years and income has stayed relatively flat, more and more people are needing to switch to FHA. But research shows that FHA and VA loans have a stigma to them, often being judged as lower quality from sellers and real estate agents. Even the National Association of Realtors admits that pervasive myths about FHA and VA financing may take opportunities away from those who need them most. Today, we have the number one FHA loan originator in the nation, Nicholas Barta, explain why agents discriminate against these loans and how it hurts everyone involved in the market. Are the best offers cash or conventional? Not always. Barta explains why it could be damaging to neglect FHA offers or convince a client to switch to conventional. So let's start off by talking about why FHA loans are so important right now. Um, and you know how this goes along with a lot of the affordability challenges that a lot of um, home buyers are suffering from. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so um, you know, conventional loans have their place. Um, they certainly do. And if you've got great credit and you're established, they're they're they may be a better uh, a better program for you. Uh, the reality is that most of the people that are trying to buy their first homes or their second homes, um, you know, they are they don't have a big down payment, which FHA loans help with. It's only three and a half percent down um, their you know, their credit. It doesn't have to be terrible to do an FHA loan. You can do FHA loans with regular, um, you know, with with a regular credit score. I think the biggest thing is, is there's flexibility with FHA. Um, you know, you've got the debt to income ratios are more flexible. Um, credit credit is more flexible. Um, and so you just see more people, especially, you know, first time homebuyers is probably what we see the most of. And that, you know, people between 20 and 35 years old, um, most of, you know, the average credit score for those people is between 660 and 680. Well, if you compare an FHA loan with a conventional loan at a 660 credit score, the conventional loan is going to have higher mortgage insurance and higher interest rates. So the FHA loan is more affordable. So if we start eliminating, you know, the the opportunity for people who use FHA financing to buy houses, um, it's just it's almost discriminatory. Um, I think that that's probably the one thing that sticks out to me. I do a lot of FHA loans and and I don't even know that people are doing this on purpose. But, um, you know, minority buyers, for the most part, um, they have a 
um, almost a two times more are two times more likely to be denied trying to use conventional financing uh, than a white borrower. And so if we start saying, hey, we're not going to take FHA financing, we're not going to work with people, you know, indiscriminately, they're redlining, you know, they're they're basically discriminating against those those minority borrowers. And so um, and so I think that, you know, FHA has its place. Um, there's a lot of old information out there. I can't tell you how many times I talk to listing agents like, oh, I, I didn't really want to take an FHA loan. I haven't worked with an FHA loan in years. I'm like, well, if you haven't worked with an FHA loan in years that, you know, quite honestly, shame on you. Um, you know, that's part of our industry. We do, you know, in the affordability world right now, um, Taxes are higher, insurance is higher, interest rates are higher. People are stretching themselves to buy homes right now more than they ever have been. Um, and when you when you put them into a category where it's conventional and they can only go to a certain level on FHA, you know, we have a lot of buyers where they can buy a three hundred thousand uh, dollars dollar house with a conventional loan, which is something they don't want to buy, but they can buy a three hundred seventy five thousand uh, dollar home with an FHA loan. And so, you know, not only are they, uh, the listing agents are, are really restricting, they're not even doing a service for their seller because they're taking so many buyers out of their uh, potential buyers away from selling that property. So um, I think that it's just a lot of miss, a lot of misinformation. We hear that all the time that, you know, there's crazy things out there where, oh, FHA loans take 60 days. That's not true. We do FHA loans and conventional loans in the same time frame. Um, appraisals are terrible. There's so many, <clears throat> excuse me, so many conditions. Um, and there is, uh, you know, there are FHA conditions. They do have to meet FHA guidelines. However, that's been overblown. It's not like, I mean, we're really looking for safety issues. You're looking for wires hanging out of the walls and anything that you would think would be fixed anyway, if you're going to put a house on the market, you know, some chipping paint and stuff like that sometimes comes up. But, um, you know, we don't get conditioned a ton for uh, FHA appraisal conditions. So I think that that's it's a lot about educating our buyers agents and our sellers uh, and selling agents uh, on the fact that they're really restricting uh, restricting FHA financing for no reason. So, mm -hmm. and you brought up a good point. Something that I suppose realtors would bring up a lot, which is oh, the appraisal and the inspection process. It's so much stricter. Um, and then use examples like I have to put in railings and and things like that, but. You know, like you said, there's more of an emphasis on the safety aspect of all of this. Um, just some real life examples. I know of this is I, if I have to put in a railing, I'll put in a little temporary railing with wood. And that seems sure. to be fine for a lot of, you know, uh, appraisers and inspectors who are doing, you know, the typical FHA requirements. Do you think that a lot of it is just kind of blown out of proportion? I think a lot of it comes from history. Um, I think that 20 years ago, um, FHA loans were, I think the appraisers were tougher on properties. Um, there used to be, you know, you used to have to have gutters on everything and you had to have, you know, everything that was over, you know, four inches tall had a railing and things like that. And that has really changed. I mean, there's just a lot of those misconceptions that aren't there anymore. Yes, they are going to, you know, if you have a, a, a deck and it's, 
20 inches off the ground, they're going to ask you to put a railing on it. Or um, if you have basement stairs and there's no railing going down the basement, they're going to, I mean, once you see some of these things and they, cause we'll get sellers like, Oh, I don't really want to do that. And I'm like, you have a staircase that goes down and it's like eight feet on either side, you could fall down and, you know, it is a safety issue. So, you know, there's some of that, but most of the stuff we see is pretty basic now. It's like, you know, not having a, um, a carbon monoxide detector in the house where you have to not, you know, smoke detectors not working. Um, you know, somebody rewiring something by themselves and there'll be wires hanging off the wall um, or hanging out of the wall. You know, it's it's really real safety hazards that they're asking for now. So I think that I think that FHA uh, and FHA appraisals have really gotten much closer to what conventional is now. I think the conditions that we get are, um, I think they're reasonable. Um, like, I, I don't know. I, I think if you have a house prepared to sell um, and you're not just throwing something on the market, um, I think it'll, most of them will pass FHA, uh, the FHA rules. So um, we don't see a ton, like we don't get an appraisal back with 40 things uh, that need to be fixed unless we know that going in. There's sometimes the agents will call us, say, Hey, this is, this house is rough. You know, it's got some real problems. And then, you know, the appraiser will go in and say, Hey, these things need to be fixed for this to be able to go FHA. That's the exception though. Normally if we get a condition on an FHA loan, it is, you know, you have a, a light fixture that you have a, a missing light fixture or you have, um, you know, your outlet covers are gone or, um, or there's not a discharge pipe on the hot water heater. I mean, it's things like that. It's not, it's not like, you know, unless there's really blatant, obvious problems on structure or anything like that, you're not getting those conditions from, uh, from HUD. Uh, used to be that they really, really inspected the roofs really closely too. And so that was always something we used to hear. Um, now, unless the roof is leaking, you don't really get that. And I think that's a big misconception that's still out there that, you know, I think FHA, if, if people did an FHA loan in 2023, I think they would realize that it is a uh, it's a different it's a different loan program than it was 20 or 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the cost because again, that's that's cost to the seller to to fix those issues. Um, so along with that, the cost to kind of make those necessary changes have went down as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just more minor stuff. I mean, a lot of, I, I would say the average, when we get conditioned on an FHA loan, the average cost of the repairs is probably $200. You know, it's not like it's, it's going to change. Um, it's going to change the, the seller's, you know, distribution a whole lot. I think the other side of that is when you take half of the population or probably three quarters of the population out by not accepting FHA, um, you know, FHA financing, I think that you restrict the, the amount that that house can sell for. So I think that what they can make up in uh, opening up that property to more buyers far exceeds the few uh, the few dollars they're going to spend on on improvements or, or repairs for FHA financing. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And is it do you think it's the seller agent influencing the home seller or is the, are these like preconceived notions the seller may have? Can you kind of describe that relationship there and how that kind of, you know, um, that bias kind of perpetuates? Yeah, I think that uh, I think some sellers 
I think not the majority of, but I think a, a, a percentage of sellers come in and they, they have that old mentality that you don't, you know, FHA buyers are, are bad credit buyers. They don't qualify They're you know, and they have that stigma. I think that that that's more the exception than the rule. I think most of the time it is listing agents that don't want to deal with any repairs. They feel that they, they have a bias against FHA buyers. Um, you know, and I think that that's the advice from the listing agents. A lot of times that, that are, they're saying, Hey, we should just do cash and conventional because you don't want to deal with one of these FHA buyers. And, and I get that. I get that a lot from, you know, I hear that a lot from listing agents where they'll call me and go, Oh, Hey, I haven't done an FHA loan. I don't know if we really want to deal with FHA financing. And then I spend 20 minutes explaining how it's different now than it used to be. And I think that it's just, you know, a lot of listing agents that list properties, that's all they do. They don't even work with buyers anymore. All they do is list list properties. And so they just don't see the buyer side of it. They don't see the fact that, you know, a guy with a 670 FICO score may have a $200 less, you know, his payment may be $200 less by using an FHA loan. Uh, and it may actually make him more qualified. I think that, you know, when we're talking about qualified or not qualified, it's easier to qualify for an FHA loan. So most buyers that are using FHA financing are more uh, are, are better qualified for an FHA loan than most buyers are qualified for the conventional loan they're in because there's just no leeway with conventional. So, um, and, and like I said, they both have a great place. I mean, they're both, you know, we use, you know, we do a lot of conventional loans as well, but you know, the, the prejudice against FHA is just unfounded. And, um, and, and I really think that, you know, it, it's just misunderstood. So and let's talk a bit about buyer agents and the bias that they may have right now. Have you ever had an agent influence one of your clients to try and switch yeah. over to conventional? Oh yeah, they all they all want to uh we get that question every time we qualify somebody FHA and they're really? all like, "Oh, are you sure they can't go conventional?" Um now it's not always it's not always just cuz they don't like FHA financing. Um, a lot of times the buyer, buyer's agents are are that way because of the properties on the market. They are that way. I don't think there's any buyer's agents that are going, oh, I don't want to work with an FHA guy. There may be some out there, but I don't see that a lot. What I see is those guys are like, hey, if I, if I put in my search and I say FHA financing, it brings up 20 properties. But if I say if I take the FHA out of it, it brings up 50 properties. And I think that's more the angle for those guys. There are legitimate reasons. Listen, there's re legitimate reasons for not listing a property FHA, um, but there's only two or three. If the property condition is really, really bad and you're, you know, you know that it's just going to cost $30,000 to get it to be an FHA approved property. We get that, you know, we don't want to deal with that either. Um, if they've, the seller has purchased the property in the last 90 days, FHA has a flipping rule. The seller has to own the property for at least 90 days. And if it's a condo and the condo project is not FHA approved, um, you know, we understand that not being listed as an FHA you know, available property. Um, but that's it. Everything else, unless it's, you know, well above loan limits and things like that, everything else out there should be uh, able to be listed. Uh, you know, at least FHA should be one of the uh, accepted finances, uh, financing options. So, 
Mm-hmm. Right. And you, right. you bring up a good point. The fact that, you know, it, it is already so competitive out there. So if you're bidding on a house with a bunch of other conventional buyers, it it doesn't feel good and it doesn't look good for you. Um, and the buyer agent obviously sees that and they have a ton of influence on their clients because after months and months and so many house tours, you think, okay, why not? Just go, just go conventional. And the desperation kind of starts to set in. Can you talk a bit about who the typical FHA borrower is and why they might be so susceptible from guidance from their realtor, perhaps instead of talking to their loan officer? Sure. I mean, so a lot of times real estate agents are referred to them by family members or friends. Um, My average buyer, for me personally, my average FHA buyer is a first-time home buyer. You know, they're between the ages of 20 and 40. Um, They've never owned a home before. Uh, they don't have a lot of money for down payments. Um, they may not have the greatest of credits. And some sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And, you know, they're sitting in a position where just paying rent is a lot of money for them. You know, it is a big chunk of what they pay on a monthly basis. And so this is a big deal to them. Just, you know, and anybody who gives them the Anybody who gives them better, you know, especially during the home search when they've tried and they've tried and they can't get anybody to accept an FHA loan, um, you know, and the agent says, hey, you just need to go conventional. You just need to, you know, reset your values and go conventional. Um, A lot of times they will come to us and we will, you know, in the beginning, we give them the option. If they can go conventional, we'll let them, you know, we'll tell them, hey, you're approved FHA or conventional. Um, We have, you know. If they can't, a lot of them can't go conventional. They just don't fit conventional or it's just, you know, they want to buy that $400,000 house. That's the only thing that will work for them and their family. And conventionally, we can only get them approved at 325. And so we have those conversations a lot with real estate agents who are like, oh, I'm just going to take them conventional. I'm like, well, you can, but you have to back down their approval amount by 75,000. And that usually changes their mind. And they're usually like, okay, yeah, we don't want to be down here. We don't want to, you know, this won't work for my family. So, you know, so I think even when buyers agents do, you know, advise them to go conventional instead of FHA, um, a lot of times because of the debt to income ratio difference, a lot of them end up still um, still going FHA because it's the only way they can get into the house that they, you know, that they that fits their family or them. So, um Yeah, I want to bring up a a point you brought before about being, quote unquote, less qualified. Technically, I guess you could say that these are less qualified because they don't qualify for conventional and therefore fit more into the FHA box. But to judge someone on qualification when they have a loan, like that's the point, right? That's all you should care about is the loan, the price you're paying and the contract terms. Um, So what is this, you know, when people say, oh, they're less qualified, what does that matter to the seller? What does that matter to anyone? Yeah, it's it's absolutely a a false narrative. Um, Qualified means you can complete the transaction. I don't care. I mean, if you are if you are a cash buyer, you are qualified. It doesn't matter whether you have a 420 FICO score or or you make two million dollars a year. If you know if you have the cash to close, you're a more qualified buyer than somebody who's financing. Now, 
if you are a, an FHA loan, uh, an FHA borrower, and you are well qualified for an FHA loan, and you are you have a conventional person that is well qualified for the conventional loan, they're both well qualified. So it doesn't matter which program they're going for. And I think that that has a lot to do with, you know, the mortgage people you work with, you need the correct advice, you need to be, you know, you need to be put in the you need to be put in the program that that best qualifies you for purchasing a home. Um, there's people that, you know, talk to us about, hey, we want to squeeze this conventional approval to the max. And and it's really dicey whether we can actually get you closed on a conventional loan. We're on an FHA loan. They're a walk in the park. It's a very easy loan. And it's, you know, and so in that case, you know, we have a, a borrower that qualifies conventionally in FHA. He's actually more qualified as an FHA buyer. And so I think that that's the misconception out there is that just because somebody you know, maybe their credit isn't quite as high as somebody that's doing a conventional loan, or maybe their debt to income ratio is a little bit higher. But because of the guidelines for FHA, they're actually, you know, they have a better chance of closing on that house and completing the transaction that somebody that's, you know, that's conventional, that's stretching themselves to the limit on conventional. And what advice, so if a, a client were to call you and say, hey, I'm having a lot of issues getting my FHA loan accepted, what would you be able to recommend um, changing certain contract terms depending on the house that they're, you know, putting an offer on? Are there, you know, are there any tactics or strategies to make an FHA offer more attractive? So one thing we've been seeing a lot of recently and this uh, sometimes this has to do with their agent but a lot of times the buyer's agents if they run into that situation and it's they're just having trouble with you know them accepting FHA sometimes the buyer's agents will offer in the contract they will say hey we'll we'll cover the first $500 or the first $1000 of uh FHA required repairs um and that seems to take kind of that maybe that stigma off the table a little bit in that, you know, if somebody has a $200, you know, railing they need to put in or something, um, you know, some of the list, some of the buyer's agents will cover that cost as part of the transaction. Um, we've even had buyers go in and offer the same thing where they'll say, Hey, as a buyer, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll pay this much of the repairs and things like that. They have to, you know, it depends on your state and things like that. They have to deal with it to make sure it's legal and, and everything on that side. But that's one of the things I, I think that, um, you know, FHA loans are a little tougher to get, you know, there's no secret. It's a little tougher to get them, uh, get them accepted. And, and uh, I would say if, on anything, um, it's really selling the listing agent and sometimes for us, the buyer's agent on the strength of, of the buyer's qualifications. I, I spend my weekends talking to listing agents and telling them, Hey, you know, Bob, the buyer is, is very well qualified. Yes. He's an FHA loan, but he's a great FHA buyer. Um, and, and, and explaining to them, you know, I'm very fortunate that I'm, you know, I've been one of the top FHA lenders in the country for the last, you know, several years. And, and so quite honestly, I, I use that to try to convince them that, you know, we're going to get the loan to the closing table and, and all that fun stuff. So, um, other than educating real estate agents, uh, both buyers and listings and sellers, um, 
there's not a ton more you can do on there other than the same thing you would do if you were anybody to make your offer more attractive. You know, we see appraisal gaps, we see, you know, appraisal gap offers and, and earnest money going hard and, and timeframes really, you know, really cut down. We get, you know, we're starting, we see a lot of times where to get a contract, they'll offer an 18 day close. And, you know, so we have to work a little faster. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it's just really an education. Uh, I try to educate every listing agent I get to talk to that that is uncomfortable with FHA and um, hopefully it helps a little bit. But, you know, we, there's a lot of them out there that that have that same prejudice against uh, FHA. So mm-hmm. and when you let's talk about that, about how you educate um, these agents and realtors is you educate them generally on the, what should they know about the FHA program? Cause I know they're not mortgage experts and, you know, a lot of people would like their agents or realtors to kind of stay in their lane and not give too much mortgage advice, but what should they know before working with an FHA borrower? Yeah. And I don't think they need to get into the nitty gritty details with the buyers or with the sellers. I think at the end of the day, listing agents need to know that they're, you know, there are some appraisal requirements from time to time. That's that's the only difference that the seller would ever see. Um, as far as qualifying buyers, there's so much more flexibility with an FHA loan. Debt to income ratios can go up to, you know, depending on their credit scores and things, they can go to 57% um, percent on a debt to income ratio for an FHA loan where a conventional loan, you know, 45% is usually the limit. Sometimes you can stretch that to 49. Um, but that can be, you know, if you have somebody who makes $10,000 a year or even, you know, $5,000 a year, that can be, you know, that can be the difference between, like we've said before, a $300,000 house and a $400,000 house. And they're just as well qualified at, you know, the conventional $300,000 house as they are at the FHA $400,000 house. So, um, you know, I think that what they need to know is that there are, uh, you know, FHA has been around for a very long time. Um, it is a very good program for the people that that can utilize it. Um, you know, it's there to it's there to help people with home ownership and to get people you know that are that maybe didn't think they could ever own. Um, you know, it, it, that's what the program's for. And when you start and when you start taking you know you start taking that away from people or you start pushing your sellers to not, um, you know, to not accept FHA finance, you're really, you're really taking that American dream away from so many people, the opportunity for that American dream that it's just like, you know, you know, at the end of the day, it's not right. And the prejudice is, is ill-placed. Um, and, and I think that it needs to be, you know, I think it's not just one loan officer, you know, educating one real estate agent, you know, I think that, uh, I think there's bigger organizations that need to need to be putting this out and realtor organizations that need to be um, definitely, you know, pushing the truth. You know, and I think that if people knew the truth, I think that a lot of the prejudice against FHA financing, you know, would go away. And we get the same thing with VA. I mean, there's people that have, you know, people that fought for our country and, and are like, oh, I don't want to take a VA loan. I'm like, well, you know, that's that's a terrible thing to do. So, I mean, I, I, we get the same prejudice for VA loans and it's really uh, uh, and it's disheartening sometimes. However, you know, it's 
we still get a lot of them accepted. So we still do a lot of FHA loans. And I think that um, you have to be extremely positive and extremely straightforward with people. And I think that uh, I think that's what has helped us, you know, really educating our buyers agents that we work with over and over again on how to talk to the listing agents and, and walk, talk them, you know, talk them off the ledge when they're like, oh, I can't take FHA financing. And, and I think that, just if we can get the truth out there, it would certainly help them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And do you think that, I mean, is there any bias? I know that you're a top FHA originator, but is there any bias against FHA in the originator industry community? Or is it just something everyone kind of originates from time to time? Yeah, I think I think there's very little bias against it, just because I think on the loan officer side, you know, hey, there's there's certain in every business, there's those guys that are like, oh, hey, I only do jumbo loans or I only work with conventional buyers. Um, for me, I think that's, you know, I, I think that that's very, you know, it's almost idiotic because if somebody walks through your door and they want a loan, you need to look at what the best program is for them. If the best program is FHA and you don't put them in an FHA loan, well, then you're doing a disservice to that person. And, and you're not really, you know, you're not really doing the job that, you know, you were hired to do. Um, and, and I think for the most part, you know, if, you, if they, if they don't do FHA loans, they probably just don't know how. Um, because once you learn the guidelines and learn how it works, again, we go back, I keep saying the flexibility, but there's so much flexibility in, uh, yeah, there's so much more flexibility in FHA that you just don't have the, you don't have as many last minute things where like, oh man, the guy, you know, got a new credit card. Now his debt to income ratio is too high. Um, you have that flexibility with FHA. So I don't really see that at least in, you know, the people I work with, I don't see that anybody shying away from you know, FHA or government loans in, in general. So. Mm -hmm. And, but something I did hear over the course of the pandemic was that there were a lot of these squeaky clean conventional um, types of borrowers or, and then again, the refinances as well that were very, you know, it was a lot easier supposedly for originators to do those. And now they're starting to see a lot of the FHAers flood in Um so I, I don't know if you'd call that, a, you know, bias, but do you think realtors are kind of experiencing kind of a similar type of hangover where they're used to conventional offers and they want the creme de la creme of the borrowers? They're they're just kind of used to this, you know, type of borrower. And now these FHAers are coming in and now you're having some resentment towards that crowd. Yeah, I don't know if it's resentment as much as it, uh, reality. I mean, I think it's reality in that. So here's the thing. During the pandemic, interest rates were 3%. Um, everybody could qualify for a loan. And a lot of people could qualify for conventional loans because they weren't stretching their debt to income ratio or anything. So um, so sellers could be a little more picky. They could take the guy that was putting 20% down or he had, you know, 800 credit scores or things like that. Um, the, you know, the the reality is now interest rates are in the sixes. And interest rates in the sixes, you, you know, we know that down the road, interest rates are going to come down. So people are getting into homes right now and they may be a little uncomfortable with the payment because, you know, it's at six and 6.25 or 6.375, you know, interest rates are a little harder than, but 
what allows them to get into this house today is an FHA loan because their debt to income ratio, instead of being locked at 45%, can go to 55% or 57%. So a house they may not have been able to buy conventionally which they may have been able to buy conventionally two years ago, today they'd have to go FHA to qualify for it. So I think we're all seeing more FHA buyers. I think it's a reality is that with interest rates up, you know, they need the expanded debt to income ratio uh, guidelines to be able to qualify. And, you know, the idea obviously is for everybody buying today that's buying with an FHA loan, we would love in two years to be able to refinance them with a little bit of equity and get them into a lower interest rate, you know, as rates start to come down over the next 12 to 12 to 24 months. Um, and then get them back to that point where, you know, they could maybe qualify for a conventional loan, but FHA helps to get them in the, in the, into the house. And, you know, it, you know, I've been in it a long time. Owning a house is always better than not owning a house because, you know, equity builds uh, almost all the time in our country. So. Absolutely. And I want to ask, what is the consequence if realtors continually, um, deny these FHA loans and, you know, the, the bias continues to perpetuate. Um, what, what are the consequences to, you know, home buyers all across the country? I think that, I mean, I think that fortunately there's enough out there that are still taking FHA offers and in, in doing this. I think that that the, the amount of people that have, have, been listing properties that are saying they're not taking FHA. I think that number of those number of realtors is going down. Um, consequences wise, though, I mean, I think for uh, for a seller who doesn't take a, an FHA offer or doesn't at least consider FHA offers, I think that you're limiting your market. So I think it's a disadvantage to your seller. I think they could get less money. They have less less buyers, less competition for that house. Um, for the average home buyer that's out there with an FHA loan, you know, unfortunately, it's just a, it's a discrimination. It's a it's a redlining, whether they're redlining on skin color or they're redlining on, you know, on economic, you know, income level. Um, they're still doing it and it that hurts all of us. I think that it, at the end of the day, if we're not working with a fair playing field, then, you know, it, it's just it's going to hurt the real estate market. And um you know, it, it, we want people to buy homes. You know, we we want people that are, you know, it, that have a chance to, you know, so many times we have families that, you know, as kids, they rented their whole lives. Their families had never owned, you know, and they get that chance to buy their first home and be the first homeowner in their family. And that's something that shouldn't be taken away from people. It, it's just a, it's a, it's a great thing. And it's a great part of, of, you know, what we have in this country. And, and, um, you know, those people that are being prejudiced, it's just like, you know, any prejudice, it, it hurts our country. So, you know, really, I, I think if we're, you know, if we really wanted to dive into the nuts and bolts of how many, you know, how many minority people use FHA loans, um, I think, you know, that would be a whole different conversation on, on whether, you know, that is in, you know, maybe in, you know, a bias that, uh, that if they knew they were doing that, they wouldn't do it. I don't think that inherently they're prejudiced people. I think that they're just saying, hey, I haven't done FHA loans for a long time, so let's not do one. And I think that, you know, we just have to get out of that mindset.
This is Gated Communities, hosted by me, Katie Jensen, for the Mortgage News Network. All episodes are produced by T.G. Kudem Peror and Matthew Mullins, and our editor-in-chief is Christine Stewart. Make sure you subscribe to Gated Communities so you get future episodes, and be sure to rate and review it so others can find it. The song you heard at the beginning was Wildside by Saint Society, and the song you hear now is Will You Dance With Me by La La Nia. This podcast is copyrighted by American Business Media. OCN is the largest producer of events for mortgage professionals. We bring the action to you. See when we'll be in your area. Just visit us at www.originatorconnectnetwork.com. That's www.originatorconnectnetwork.com.